This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. This will be part two of our series of getting started with IBC. Kyle, uh, you want to lead off with uh, the introduction of the next step? Yeah, so this step is going to be picking the agent. And how do you know who to pick and what what you should do? Well, it should be someone you trust, right? Yeah, and how do you know if you can trust them? Well, that's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother story. But I think we can help walk people through that. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely think it's important to listen to multiple, you know, different agents in the industry. You consume their content they have. See if it, you know, matches with what you believe and things like that. I mean, I think it's definitely important to not just look at one person and then take everything they say as gospel and not expose yourself to any anybody else. Definitely. Um, another thing, you know, you can use the practitioner finder if you if you want to work with somebody near you. Um, it can help with that. Um, you know, you don't have to work with somebody near you. You can work with somebody across the United States, though. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that can help to find some people, I suppose. Um, and, you know, you can also test, you know, if it's somebody not on the practitioner finder, a local guy that you want to work with, um, whatever, however you found them. I mean, test their knowledge a little bit. See if they know anything about this concept. Yeah. If they don't, I I would definitely say probably uh don't don't do this with them it's probably not going to end up how you want it to end up yeah do not if you're gonna pay significant premium into a policy and you want to whatever it is for cash accumulation or to practice um the infinite banking concept you gotta work with somebody who actually is doing it who's paying substantial premium like i don't know if you should it's you probably shouldn't ask them, you know, how much are you paying in premium? But, you know, ask them, is this a part of your life? I mean, if you're going to pay 20K a year, let's say, like, do you want to be working with somebody who's paying in 2000 a year, you know, where it's so or minimal? Or they just have term insurance that they're paying 300 yeah. a year for? No. You want to work with somebody who believes in this also and is utilizing it heavily in their own life. Yeah. So making sure that, the person is practicing what they preach. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so we mentioned, you know, reaching out to multiple people. Um, but before you do that, consume some of their content. All right. Mm-hmm. Be respectful of everyone's time. Yours too. All right. It's pretty easy to flip on a podcast, you know, and, and just play it through the radio or a Bluetooth device that you have. Um, and just consume some of their content. Read some of the blogs that they've written, if they've written anything, you know. Um, watch videos. I mean, you're going to get to know people's personality a little bit. You're going to see what they believe in, you know, in policy design, implementing policies, who to put policies on. I mean, all sorts of different things. All right. It's going to be that preliminary way for you to start judging if you want to work with somebody. It's not going to tell the whole story, but yeah, it's going to be a great start for you to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. And, and once you've done that, um, if, you think it's somebody that you do want to work with, reach out to them. All mm-hmm. right. Get, get the ball rolling. Yeah. And I know 
we're saying to talk to different people, but then also don't talk to so many people where you're getting told so many different things to where all it's doing is confusing you. And I don't know what that special number is. I don't think there is a special number. Yeah. But I mean, we've seen it with people though, where it just leads them down a rabbit hole to where, I mean, they just never get started. There's just so many questions because so many different people are telling them so many different things. And when you talk to that many different people, you're going to run across people who are just trying to sell you things. And that's their main focus is they want you to buy from them. So they're going to tell you things that might not be completely true. And we, we just ran into that with people who are just talking to a bunch of different people at yeah. once. And everybody has their own marketing spin that they put on on stuff. Sure. Um, everybody has their own companies that they prefer to write with and whatnot, which is completely fine. Um, you know, I'll give a story. When I was looking uh, for my uh, first IBC policy, um, I was working with a guy. Um, got along with him really well and everything, but... Things, you know, what I would request to see from him, because like, you know, Kyle and I mentioned in the first one, have an idea what you want to see. Things like he would design stuff, but it wouldn't look that way. And I'd asked why. And, you know, eventually he told me, well, you know, I don't write policies like this, you know, because there's hardly any commission in it, but I'll do it for you. And it's <laughs> like, um, big red flag, big red flag. <laughs> So, as you can imagine, I did not do my policy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you just keep talking to people. And, and I mean, I'm just telling you, more and more information keeps flowing out. And uh, it just, um, yeah, once, once you've done a lot of research, you can ask some pretty technical questions. And, and there's really not too many ways to get around it, you know, as an agent, just other than to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, if you've probably should want to see other options. I mean, maybe you don't. It depends, I guess, on your level of trust with the person you're working with. It's not the end of the world and not seeing the options. You know, they're going to put, they're going to, you know, do what they think is best for either you or themselves. I don't know, depending on the agent. But if you want to see some comparisons between companies, like they, you should be shown that, I think. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, just, just like the last uh, episode where I kind of mentioned it, you know, if this agent doesn't know anything about a paid up editions writer or there's not one attached to your policy, I mean, we've done this before. Um, so I don't want to say that, that it's a nail in the coffin, but be asking why. Okay. If this is just death benefit protection focused, I mean, maybe there won't be a paid up editions writer used, Mm -hmm. but the agent should have a lot of knowledge about the PUA writers, um, with the companies that they work with. And, um, you know, there's, there's most generally going to be one attached to your policy. Yeah. Um, if you don't see that, just be aware, be asking questions and, and get, get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, what else do we got? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's choosing the agent. Um, I think Kyle and I are going to come back with one more part after this. Um, but you know, if you've done this, Okay. You, you found the agent that you want to work with now. Um, if you're working with us anyways, the next step would be, uh, you know, that preliminary policy design that we went over, who we're insuring and stuff. We're going to go back over that again. We're going to see if there's any tweaks to make to it. And then we're going to get you into underwriting. Okay. We're going to submit that illustration along with 
the application. And uh, here's just a nice, cool bit of information. Um, if you're interested or undecided still on a, on a funding amount for a policy, what you can do and probably should do in an undecided situation, submit the policy with the higher funding amount because it is much easier to go down after underwriting has taken place than it is to go up. Sure. We need to go up. We're probably going to have to do some more things for underwriting. Um, so just make it easier on yourself and the agent. Cut down on time. Submit the larger one, and it can be changed downward after the fact if you want to. Very also, easily. Also be aware of you might be required to do a paramedical exam too, just depending on how much we're doing, your health, and all that stuff. So that would be a traveling nurse coming to your home or work potentially work. Yes. Something along those lines and doing a test to send back to the company to see, you know, whatever they need, want to see from that. So there's going to be a little bit of work on your end too to do this. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, it, life insurance isn't just something where you can write a check, you know, and, and boom, we have that thing yeah. issued and enforced the next day. I mean, this can this can go as fast as you know three days, and it I mean it can take uh, ten weeks, three months. Sure, it just depends on the level of level of funding, and and again, like Kyle said, health and you know other various background factors that go into it. Yeah, so I mean, life insurance is not like your four hundred one k, your IRA, anything like that. So I mean, there's some added steps, but we think some definite added benefits too. So yeah, but your agent. Um, you know, just to, to wrap up with this, your agent is going to help you through those steps. He's going to yep. know those things. Um, he's going to get that lined up for you. You know, you don't have to line up the paramedical exam and, and whatnot. That, the agent and company are taking care of that. Yep. They're doing the underwriting. Um, so they've collected information during the application to help with that. If anything else comes up, the agent can reach it back out to you and get that information. Um, once in a while that happens, but... Um, not super common, I would no. say. No, you you will not be on your own. Hopefully, <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Depend depend on your agent, I guess, too, as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I kind of think that wraps up this part of this series. So we'll be back with one more part, I think. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So okay, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Talk to you next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.